What is up, bros? This is Crash, one of the new All Bros. Caleb and Rose are out. I'm joined by DJ now. We're taking over. We're the new All Bros. That's it. We're They're done. They're fired. It's fired. They are fired. We've pruned them out of existence. We took our little pruning batons and sent them to the Loki realm, and uh, that's it. We're in charge now. It's the it's the new All Bros. That's right. It's a new it's a new age. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. We we put our differences aside. We're no longer enemies now. Our frenemies. We're uh, we're the All Bros. We are the All <laughs> the Bros. New Bros. Yeah, as as uh, DJ put it. Uh, so uh, shit. What do we? What are they? What What did the old ones do? Did they Did they talk about like what movie they were going to talk about? I guess they already uh, know so from the title, they right? Usually would... <laughs> Yeah, they they kind of they kind of go off of the title, and then and then they they mention it. I think the week before, if I remember correctly. But um, yeah, I don't know. We're just a couple of uh, all bros fans who love movies, who like to talk movies, and like a lot of bit of the nerd life. I think that's I think that's what they say. Something like that. I don't know. Something like that. That's us. <laughs> Caleb uh, will correct us. There we go. <laughs> yeah, Caleb fixes in post. Um. Yeah, I think that this, uh, the thing we're going to do a little differently is this is going to be more of like a, we're going to get to know each other while you, the listener, get to know us, respectively. Uh, and then we're going to break down a fun movie called Far From Home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, we are well, the, I, I guess, I guess we're the more, we're the more like consistent, uh, what's it called? Uh, guests on the show so i mean they at least know us by our voice <laughs> uh yeah this is i think actually good sorry <laughs> yeah no, no i was gonna say i was gonna say this is actually like our first time actually like seeing or meeting or talking to each other one-on-one besides like a group ch- a group message that we have with caleb uh so it's uh this is interesting it's kind of cool you know getting to finally meet and like i was telling you like put a face to the voice and stuff totally different um totally different face than what my brain had painted (laughs) the picture that my brain painted just from listening to your show and also like listening to you as a as a guest when you're on here uh with the all bros so it's funny because technically i it's funny because when you said that before we started rolling i was like well, we have seen each other, but that's not true. I just saw you on Instagram Live that one time, and was like, "Yeah, we've seen each other. It's fine." <laughs> yeah. So I already knew. Because <laughs> yeah. by the way, Can't I it. thought like you sound like a like. Were you born and raised in California? I was. You. This is interesting. Sound... Hold on, this is going to be interesting because this is going to be interesting because I've never I've never had anybody uh like I don't know um critique or not critique but like yeah i guess critique my my speech so it's gonna be interesting i can't wait to hear what you have to say (laughs) i when you say like visions i had a vision of like a uh just a guy who was always either on a skateboard or a surfboard that was just in a permanent state of doing the shaka that just uh <laughs> you sound you like i would have i would peg you as the quintessential quintessential californian that's what I would have that <laughs> anything you would imagine as the stereotypical uh Californian that's what I thought I was going to see you were going to shred some gnar that's awesome. you're going to have like long blonde hair maybe and 
<laughs> That's what I thought. Let me <laughs> let me help let me help paint a picture for you uh, listeners. I have dark hair. I am Hispanic, <laughs> far from blonde. Uh, let's see. Um, I've stood up on a surfboard once. <laughs> <laughs> and then I ate shit right after. Um, uh, so yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't ride a skateboard to save my life. I, uh, I don't like, I, I don't like the feeling of the ground underneath me moving. Mm-hmm. But I'm like standing still, if that makes sense. Like just, it, it just does not work for me. I don't, I don't know. Like while I'm standing, yeah, I can it... drive a car, no problem. But it's, it's. <laughs> Well, because it's so, listen, you could die at any moment or even worse than dying, break all your bones. Like that is what skateboarding is, yeah. is just uh, an exercise in, am I going to die or just not have to do what? <laughs> six months of rehabilitation. No. <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But this is, I was um, thinking yeah, of things. No, I... Go ahead. Sorry. I feel like go, there was just enough it. of a lag I... that I'm like. I'm ruining it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm ruining it. No, no, it's not. <laughs> it's all right. I forgive you. Um, no, I, I, I kind of feel it too. I kind of see it. I feel a little bit of a lag, so it might be on my part too. Um, but uh, no, I was going to say the the picture, I, I didn't expect your beard to be as as big and, and you know, as, as uh, yeah, no, it's a beautiful beard. It's immaculate is uh, what it is. It's a neat, beautiful beard. Um Hey, I don't. You know what? I was I was kind of picturing maybe like a little bit of scruff right there. Not scruff, but just a little bit slightly shorter. Um, is this weird? I pictured kind of like like a heavier set guy, like just kind of. <laughs> I don't know. What, I love I don't that know you why. think that. Uh, just like I am a heavier set guy, but I just don't. <laughs> I don't present that way on camera. I guess. <laughs> but can I tell you something else? My camera people takes that off see- ten pounds. Exactly. Uh, so here's something else that people seem to be shocked by that have seen me, uh, at least in this venue. Uh, I how tall do you think I am? Um, okay, this is cheating because I listen to Beth's <laughs> episode, so I actually know how tall you are. <laughs> so I don't know for whatever reason people Which is, see me and they they think I am humongously taller than I am. No, and I can see that. I can see why they would think that. There's something about the room. I think it's like the shelf you got in the back or something that I'm like, oh, you know what? He looks like if he stood next to that, he'd be like kind of taller than that thing. Uh, and I, I think that's what it is. Because I would, I would peg you as like 5'8", five, 5'9", five, maybe. Uh, but no, I know that you and I are actually about the same height. <laughs> Hey, for the listeners at home, I'm 5'3". Get it on. All right, there you go. (laughs) So, by the way, can I just tell you, I'm part of this, like, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, look at that. We got way more in common than we realize, you know, from height. (laughs) You know, I don't know why we were, I don't know why we we had this little uh, ongoing uh, rivalry going on with the All Bros. (laughs) for well, so long we got so much in common <laughs> have you had this thing happen to you where people are like it's because you're short that's why you're angry right now it's because you have small man syndrome little man syndrome yep i get that all the time it's i like, why can't i you got just accused suck? of that <laughs> <laughs> i i got accused of that when i was a coach uh i 
I wrestle. I was a wrestler for like ten plus years of my life, and then I coached it for a while. And uh, one of the things I got a lot too was um, was that I had little man syndrome. But what it was was I was just a fucking coach. <laughs> like I don't know. You gotta <laughs> you gotta sometimes be heard and make people like respect your ass or something, man. Like I don't know. It's not that I have little man syndrome. <laughs> yeah, listen, it, listen. It, <laughs> Excuse me. That and people, I'm telling you, people, some people just suck. And instead of acknowledging that they're terrible, they're like, you just, you're just mad because you're short. I'm like, uh, I don't think so. I've been, I've been short my whole life and I'm pretty much, I've come to terms with it. Uh, I don't think I need to, uh, <laughs> it seems to be a you problem. Uh, like I started. Yeah. Have fun st- with your knee problems in your in the future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna stay low and slow, and no one will catch me. Uh, <laughs> I just started a uh, this role playing game with a couple of people that I've one guy that I know I've known for like since we were kids, and another group of people that I have never met before, and we're like I don't know maybe two or three games in, and. Uh, there was at one point we started talking about getting into fights because one of the characters like got hit in the head with a bottle and they were talking about like what the, what the physics of that would be. Would you get knocked out? Would you get a concussion or whatever? And I started telling the story about how when I was in high school, I got hit in the head with a bottle and it was crazy to see a five, three man, like try and jump over like stairs to try and tackle the dude that had just hit me in the head. And, uh, like I would say like 20 (laughs) minutes later, one of the guys was like, let me circle back to something. Did you say you were five foot three? And I was like, yes. And he was like, that's just, that's just statistically just not likely that we would know a guy that's five three. And that's all he said. And I was just like, all right, cool, man. Thanks. I uh, appreciate your observation. We're going to continue to play nerd games now. Uh <laughs> <laughs> So I just thought that was oh, very shit. nice. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I mean, like you said, been short my whole life. I'm cool with it. You know, it's fine. <laughs> it's whatever. I I can still reach the top shelf in the house. It requires some step stools and climbing on the fucking <laughs> I don't know, the counters and shit. But I get there, okay? It doesn't matter how I get there as long as I get there. You know what I mean? <laughs> Can I tell you? I had to ask a 19-year-old at Walmart uh, the last time I was there. I was like, hey, that thing is way far back and I can't reach it. Can you get it for me? And he didn't even get on his tippy toes. He just reached back and got it. <laughs> can, can I... Can I... I'm not trying to top that story, but can Please. I, like, at the risk of topping it? I had yes. to ask a uh, a much taller woman <laughs> at the <laughs> store one time to get. Now, like, I'm 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 all for you know gender equality and whatnot, but I just feel like it's not often that a man is like, "Excuse me, miss, but can you please reach that at the top <laughs> shelf for me? I can't get that." Uh, can yeah. you pick me up so that I can reach it, please? Uh. <laughs> right, right. What was funny was she did look at me. She was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like I never had somebody ask me like to get something for them. I was like, "Well, you never met somebody that was fucking five four, <laughs> you know." <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I gotta know. Good times. Uh, how did this is one of the questions I was thinking of? How did the nicknames Crash and Taz come about? 
so my uncle that I do my show with, um, he is related to us by marriage. Uh, my aunt, um, so my dad's sister, he's, he was married to my dad's sister. Um, and he's one, he's one of those guys where like, you're cool with him when he gives you a nickname. I met him. He came into our lives when I was about like 13 or so, maybe a little bit younger. Um, but as I was getting older and starting to drive and stuff, I was actually like in multiple car accidents. Like <laughs> the first one should have killed me. Actually, the first one should have killed me. Uh, but that was his thing was he was like, man, you're, you know, you always get into these car accidents. I'm just going to call you crash. And it's just one that stuck. I didn't find any offense to it at all. I was just like, I like that. I like crash. So, you know, he just always called me Crash from then on. Um, and then Taz, Taz is just something that, um, as far as I know, a lot of his friends call him. Uh, he is part of, like, some uh, darts, dart leagues and stuff like that. So that's what gets put onto his, um, you know, shirts and stuff whenever he's going to tournaments and stuff like that. Uh, so, yeah, Taz, I'm not quite sure exactly the origins of his. I think that was one of those, like, more self-appointed nicknames that just happened to stick. Um, but yeah, Crash Crash was given to me because I, had, I was just in so many car accidents when I was younger. Stop. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it how did you all? How did you almost die? Like, was it uh, how old were you, and like what happened? Uh, so I almost did not see the age of seventeen. A um, couple of friends and uh, myself, we. We snuck out of our house, houses. Um, one of them was old enough to drive. He had a car. We went up to this mount, like these mountains that are around here uh, where we live. And it was like midnight. Um, couldn't see the edge uh, on the turnout. And um, we thought we had more room. So as he was trying to turn back out onto the road, the two front tires went over that turnout. And we fell about Ooh. 500 feet off of that oh cliff. My- God. in that truck how did yeah. you so what happened the, to you all of you um so one thing that was pretty consistent with that story is that we I, I don't remember a lot of it this is all what people have told me because uh, i when we went down uh airbag went off and knocked me out knocked me out cold um which actually helped me because i went limp so i didn't you know my body didn't tense up um but uh we all had our seatbelts on, which was another thing that, that really helped out. Um, car caught fire on the way down, but the drive, me and the driver were in the front of the cab, and then we had another friend. She was in the back. Uh, I was out unconscious, so my friend had to, like, uh, break the, the seatbelt, drag me out, and then um, our friend, he had to drag her out. Uh, so, you know, there there was some, and there still is to this day a little bit, you know, some of that like survivor's guilt technically, but I mean, everybody survived, but like I got, I walked away with, um, uh, a fractured, a fractured ankle, two broken metatarsals. And like, I don't know, I had to have like a, a surgery on my abdomen after, cause I had some like blood vessels or something that was damaged, that were damaged. I don't know what the heck. I can't remember exactly the terminology, but they did, like, exploratory surgery, and I was fine. A few burns here and there. Um, so, I mean, like, I walked away with virtually nothing, whereas the person that was stuck in there for a little bit longer, she she had a, 
uh, some pretty bad burns, but she's turned her like turned everything around. Like, you know, she does like um, some really she does like a lot of um, uh, like camps for burnt victims, stuff like that. So really huge inspiration for me, especially. Uh, I know there were some times where like I was kind of in a dark place and then like seeing how she turned her life around from that, like just man, I was like, I, I should not feel sorry for myself at all. Yeah. I mean, listen, that was, that's a crazy thing for all of you to have gone through. Like it's, uh, like yeah. it's funny cause I have a story that pales in comparison that I, I will not tell you right now cause I should have told my story first. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> the only similarity that I want to hear, man. <laughs> Dude, these are apples and oranges, okay? Uh, the only similarity is <laughs> the only similarity is I got I got hit by a minivan. This uh, everything was told to me. I was hit by a minivan when I was like 15 years old. I was crossing the street, but like the the thing that I relate to is not remembering any of it because if you ask me what happened and tell me if this is similar for you, like I, if you ask me what happened that day, I got to the edge of the road, I walked across and but i'm seeing it all kind of like in like this weird third person and as soon as my foot touches the sidewalk that's where my memory of that that event is over but none of that happened yeah yeah so like for me it was uh i had a good portion of like even prior to the actual fall um that was kind of like lost to me for a while uh, and then like weeks and months and even years later, I was having like dreams um, of like that night. So some of it, I think, are memories. Some of them might even just be, um, uh, you know, just imagining what people told me happened. I'm not sure exactly how much of it is real. I do remember I have like some very vague memories. I remember like my buddy that was driving, he had to help me pee because I couldn't stand up and I kept like falling, like knocking or falling in and out of consciousness. So he had to like pick me up while I'm peeing. And I, I vaguely remember him saying like, Oh dude, you got some on me or something like that. Like, <laughs> you know, and, and I remember mentioning that to him and he's like, yeah, that happened. I was like, oh, dude, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. It was like, so there, there's some parts that are very fuzzy for me, but uh, they're there. Um, so yeah, I, I think one of the last things I remember before though was definitely uh, I remember all three of us sitting in the back of the truck, like in the bed of the truck, and then uh, we got inside, and then after that, kind of goes in, you know, in and out. And then I woke up in the hospital, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> so how did that change how you like drove and rode around with people for like the next, you know, couple months or years? Like, were you freaked um, out to be in a car you know, even that, or, like, for other people to drive, something like the, that? The, I've, I think, well, no, not so much with other people. I mean, I, I'm i a horrible passenger, even when my girlfriend drives. Like, I'm holding on Me to too. the oh shit bar, you know, and she's a, she's a great driver. Like, I'm just, uh, you know, Same. I'm, I'm a horrible <laughs> passenger, though. Uh, but I think that was even before then. Um but one thing, so here in California, like, we have a lot of freeways or highways um, and uh, where they connect, a lot of them, they're like big bridges where they kind of like, I don't know, they do this weird thing. I hate going on those. I avoid them if I can um, because seeing the drop, I'm like, mm, no, I'm good. I'll just uh, 
I'll take the streets <laughs> to the exit that I was trying to get to. Like, there's more than one way to get to where I'm going. Like, I'm good. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there, if I can avoid those, I do. Yeah, I would imagine so. So is it like just yeah. car fear of heights or is it just general fear of heights now? Like it's no, no, I have a general fear of heights now for sure. Um, there's still things though I would love to try and do. Like I would love to parasail or even do one of those badass squirrel suit things. <laughs> um, uh, but like, let's see, like bungee cording, you know, anything like that, anything that involves a type of fall. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I already did that. Yeah, you know? I did that. I don't know. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah whatever <laughs> so yeah now there's 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 a little bit there like that that fear but the fear of heights i think i've always had that too um i, I mean that's pretty much it when i'm driving up to the mountains and stuff ever uh, i'm a lot more cautious i try and stay as far away from the edge as possible which as i'm sure most people do but um I, ever since i started driving i was always a cautious driver anyway so so how did you so that was the first crash you had ever been in that was the first one, and then I got my um, I got my driver's license. I was heading back from a job interview at the age I think I was like eighteen or something like that. Maybe I was a little bit younger. Actually, I was younger because I was working there just before I graduated high school. Um, I was heading back, and this guy like I'm driving, I'm heading straight, and this guy like sees me coming, and then he tries to beat me like on this turn. He turns right in front of me. And then he he gets out of the car. He hit me totally. Tot- he totaled the car, uh, and he was like, "Oh man, are you okay?" He's like this older guy. He's like, "Are you okay? He's like, uh, were you on your phone or anything?" I was like, "No, I was driving, guy. You just <laughs> I don't know why you thought you could make that turn." You know, I mean, he was totally at fault after that. Like they they showed everything, like you know, with the reports and stuff. Like he was at fault. They could tell by the where my car was hit and everything. So. Uh, yeah, you know, so that was the second one. And I think that's where my uncle was like, dude, you keep, <laughs> keep getting in all these crashes. I'm like, yeah, I know. That's <laughs> awesome. By the way, that you had even decided to do the show with you. Like, what was it that made you, uh, and your uncle start to do a podcast? So I, I did another show that I called tailgate talks a while back where, um, it was me and one of my friends, Rosie, uh, we would just talk about everything. We'd have, you know, um, uh, you know, we would talk about like, um, uh, like mental illness or stuff like that, you know, experiences that we have. I had, I definitely have work experience with working with people that, um, you know, uh, I'll say battle with, with mental illnesses and stuff like that, you know, things, how things like that, we'd have people on that show. Um, but scheduling and stuff, you know, life, uh, just took all, took our, it, it, it took us in different directions that we couldn't do it anymore. And so I had a little break from podcasting. Uh, my uncle, since I was younger, I remember I would watch a movie and he would walk by and it was, if it was on TV. He would just be like, oh, this is pure country or this is whatever movie. And it, it he just he knows movies. He loves movies. And uh, I was like, you know what? I just want to podcast again because it's fun. It's a great outlet for me. Um, so I was like, hey, let's uh, let's do a podcast. Let's talk about movies. And for a while, we just talked about them now we we rate them a lot like you know caleb and and rose do on here used to um how they used to we're a little more are we (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, that's right how they used to yeah (laughs) we're taking over now this is our show um you know so yeah so we uh you know that 
now we do it that way. Um, we actually like it a lot more this way where we rate them. Um, I always try and mention whenever I'm on their show, I always try and mention, you know, we're like, we're a more vulgar. Uh, I feel like we're a little more vulgar. Uh, uh, um, uh, what's it called? Rendition of their show kind of, you know, <laughs> uh, we, we have no problem dropping F-bombs and whatnot. So, but if you're listening to this episode, you might hear a few because I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm not Caleb or Rose. I'll drop them. <laughs> if your virgin you're ears that cannot handle. That explicit rating. <laughs> uh, so I think, I think my only other question, well, did you, did, yeah, you said, so he just knew everything about movies and you guys just one day were like, he, let's just do this. Yeah, pretty much. And he's <laughs> this like, is and happening. My uncle is, my uncle is totally old school. Like, um, I mean, he's all cash kind of guy, you know. Like, uh, I'm helping him, you know, with a lot of his electronic stuff. So it's like, <laughs> that's why a lot of times when I am guesting, it's usually me by myself because I'd have to be there with him to like walk him through maybe or make sure everything's set up right. So that all he has to do really is just be on there and ready to go. But um, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so one day, one day I will get him on on <laughs> with us. But so yeah. <laughs> well, my only other question I had yeah. for you that I was thinking of today was, uh, what was the first movie you ever remember seeing? Like, uh, I take it back. What's Ooh. the first movie you remember seeing in the theater? Because I feel like that's like a special, usually like a special memory for people. <laughs> so let me, hold on. I got to see what year this movie came out to <laughs> to kind of give paint you a picture of how old I was. And <laughs> let me see. Oh, Jesus Christ. This is going to be a, uh, let's see, let's see. <laughs> okay. 97. So the first movie I remember seeing in theaters was Titanic. That came out in 97. I was about five <laughs> years old. The only reason I remember it is because that was the first time I saw Booby on a screen. And for some reason, uh, I didn't know why my parents were like, cover your eyes, cover your eyes. And I just remember doing <laughs> the typical, like, hands over my eyes thing. And then, <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, why do they want me to close my eyes? And then I look and then I'm like, oh, oh. what is that? <laughs> I became a man and five for that years reason, old today. <laughs> exactly. And for that reason, I'm like, that's the movie. That's the first movie I remember ever seeing in a theater. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. Like, I only have two, like, really big uh, memories of seeing a movie. The first movie I ever saw was An American Tale. It's that uh, Fievel Mouskowitz. Okay. It's a cartoon movie, if you've never mm-hmm. seen it. Uh, have you seen oh, it? I've seen that one. I love that movie. Okay. I have. Yeah, I, have. I a, liked. I actually really like that movie. It's a great movie. Um, but the I remember. Uh, I never ever went to see movie like that was fine. I went with my dad. I think it was just me and him. Uh, and that movie, like I just I can remember the theater like being in there watching it. Um, but the one I really really remember because it was because I did not know what I was getting into is my grandfather. He my grandfather never came to the house and never for sure wasn't like get in the car we're going to the movies. But this day he was like get in the car we're going to the movies, and we went to the movies <laughs> and he bought two tickets for Saving Private Ryan 
and we watched Saving Private wow. Ryan, and that was bananas because I was for sure not ready to see that. And I'm just like sitting there watching these dudes just get murked all over the. And I'm like, what is happening? Why are we watching this? <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't. I gotta look right now. I don't know when that movie came out because we definitely saw it like when it was still brand new in the theaters. And uh, yeah, that uh, that kind of ninety eight. Ninety eight movie. Scarred yeah, and me that's for like, life. That's a graphic <laughs> movie, man. <laughs> that thing is yes. That thing is graphic. <laughs> I want to say I was like uh, fourteen, maybe thirteen, fourteen, 15, somewhere around okay. there. I was not. I was not ready. I was not ready. <laughs> <laughs> At fourteen, yeah, yeah. No, I, no. I, I don't think. Uh, I definitely wasn't ready for what I saw. But I think even at fourteen, I wouldn't have been ready to see something like Saving Private Ryan. No. Um, for sure. But you know what? I I think I, I I mean I'm trying to think. I I like Gladiator. I know I saw that when I was younger. That's the thing is a lot of, I feel like a lot of like gore like movies started to get gorier and and more graphic with that stuff uh, around that time. So I just happened to be that age when these movie directors and even the film industry was starting to really um, push the envelope with that kind of stuff and. There you go. Then you then you have a five year old seeing boobs on the big screen, or you know, seeing uh, you know somebody being ch- chopped at the kneecaps. I don't know, like you know, stuff like that. So, uh, I think yeah, yeah, any kind of like gore, like if the gore isn't real, like I can watch the Saw movies and just watch those movies all the way through because I'm like, this didn't happen. Like this is just someone's crazy thoughts that are just on a movie. But something about seeing things like Saving Private Ryan, like it's just like I don't, I get it, man. Like I'm not cut from that cloth. I am not that guy. Like I wouldn't make yeah. it, and if I ever became a soldier, like I don't need this. <laughs> yeah, and that's exactly why, because you know that there's a lot of truth and a lot of people like veterans and stuff that have seen that movie have said that is a very, very accurate, uh, uh, what's it called? Representation of how that all played out. And I, and that's exactly why is because you know that this is a movie that is based on truth. Um, and, and yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. I'm not cut from that same cloth. I, I think about those men and I'm like, man, I, I think if I was that of that age or of age to be able to do that, I would, I would, I don't know. I don't know. Dessert? I would pray I'm yeah. more like Steve Rogers <laughs> before the, before the super soldier serum, you know, like, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, dude, I had a buddy that like after nine 11, he, uh, was he, what was it? I want to say he, I don't remember how soon after nine 11, he, uh, he, joined the military he joined the army but i remember where we were when we were me and him were out to eat when all of a sudden there was like breaking news that hey we're going to war everybody we're going over there don't even trip if you're in the army you're definitely for sure going to war right now and i remember we were eating it's funny we were eating chicken wings at hooters and i remember looking at him and saying something along the lines of like this is like the last good meal you're gonna have dude (laughs) like this is great he ended up doing like two tours like he freaking, but I'm not like, wow. I don't know. He told me all about, he told me not all about it, but he told me enough about it that I'm like, I, I wouldn't have made it like you. If I had to go, you would have yeah. had to carry me through because <laughs> I wouldn't have made it. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. I'm, I'd be there with you. <laughs> I'd be there with you. I, I think it's, 
you know, my my hat goes off to them. Nothing but the utmost respect to those men that can do that. Men and women, I should say, men and women that that. Uh, uh, women, know, not so much, but uh, men, you, men, you got it under control. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, And Caleb and Rose came back, and you never heard from from Crash and DJ. <laughs> <laughs> they were the ones with the pruning batons now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Uh-huh. Oh, man. So yeah. Yeah. That's it. I don't know, man. All like, right, man. No, unless I... you've got anything, uh, do you want to move into our new new movie? New movie? The movie? <laughs> the movie? <laughs> let's do it, man. <laughs> let's uh let's move into that new movie. Or that new yep. movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. And pause for the watcher to put in his music. And he's put in his music. AKA Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> AKA Caleb. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. All right. So, oh shit. Let me see. How do I want Oh, yeah. To... Are you going to say the synopsis? or do, And wh- how do they do, do? Do you know what they normally use to uh, say the synopsis? Uh, Is it Wikipedia? They, or? they use Wikipedia. I know that. Yeah, I know that. Um, I know Rose Wikipedia. uses Wikipedia. Let me see. Where are you? You know, this is why they're the professionals, because I for sure knew that. (laughs) And do I have the Wikipedia (laughs) app pulled up? Absolutely not. Wikipedia. I got it right here. Let's see. Kind of long, though. Holy crap. No wonder Rose trips over all this shit. There's so much to read. I was going to (laughs) say, if if you're going to make me read, I'm going to be the new, uh, I'm going to be the new reading with Rose, because I am not a good out loud reader. I'll do it, though. I will right, give Rose a go. run for his money. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Reading with DJ, y'all. <laughs> Hold on, I've almost got it pulled up. So wait, is it? Hold on. Does he read the plot? No. I, that's what or does I, he just read I, that? That's what I thought, but I think it would have that's to be too the plot. much because because that's one, two, three, four, five paragraphs. That can't be right. Guys, I, this is. I say. Hold on. I say, say we just read the first paragraph. Far from home. Watch this. Far from home. Synopsis. <laughs> I I think we'd be good with like the. Uh... <laughs> there you go. The Google's machine has it all. <laughs> you just gotta be. Can I tell you? It, with what it you cuts want. it off. Films and I, can I just read you what it has and then you we'll we'll put it you Let's do it. I'll read what I I have here and you fill in any blanks you think that I don't have here. Here we go. Peter Let's Parker's relaxing European vacation takes an unexpected turn when Nick Fury shows up in his hotel room to recruit him for a mission. The world is I'm sorry. The world is in danger as four massive elemental creatures, each representing Earth, air, water, and fire. Uh, not the Avatar, though, emerge from a hole torn in the universe. Parker soon finds himself donning the Spider-Man dot, dot, dot. I'm going to say suit. Uh, and then after that, he wins because he's Spider-Man. But then, oops, J. Jonah Jameson comes in and is like, guess who he is? And that's the synopsis. You know, <laughs> that's that's not a bad synopsis right there uh that's pretty accurate <laughs> i would say so uh, the, I'll, I'll, 
I'll, I'll say this. I'll say one thing that I would add is uh, we do got the main villain Mysterio in here. Ah, um, yes. Who who does uh, who does kind of make up this elaborate story that you know to out Peter as Spider Man. So I think I'll just add that to it, and then and then cue J. Jonah Jameson and everything else that DJ just said. Dot net. <laughs> By the way, how how great was it that he was the Daily Bugle dot net? <laughs> I I I remember seeing that movie in theaters, and I was I like I yelled. I mean, I you would have thought that I was like a giddy I don't know teenage girl because I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> it's J Jonah James. It's J. So Simmons. let me ask you this: like I was, sorry, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. It's the lag. It's the lag. But you're good. You're good. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, no, I was going to say, how many times have you seen this movie? Because I I didn't realize until I was watching it again that I only saw it in theaters, and this was only my second time watching it. Okay, so I say this shamelessly. I saw it in theaters four times. Uh, I have seen it countless times um, when it was available on... Uh, what was that? I think it was HBO Max, or maybe it was no. I think Caleb's it was Prime Voodoo. that it was available on for a while. <laughs> Ma- yeah, uh, and then I would borrow it from my uncle from time to time and watch it there. So, uh, like on DVD and, and all, or Blu-ray and all that stuff, I'm not quite sure how many times, but for sure I saw it four times in theaters. Um, and actually, we're gonna be breaking down this show on Crash and Taz movies or this film on Crash and Taz movie seller this week as. Or per uh, suggestion by Donnie, over at Adulting with Donnie. Um, so I, uh, yeah. So I've I've seen it more times than I'm sure the average the average human. You know what's funny is that is me and the Matrix, like the first Matrix movie. Like I've seen that movie so many times, it's stupid to even count at this point. Like it's not, it's a lot. Like that's all anybody needs to know. Yeah. Too many. <laughs> I I'm that an obnoxious person that uh, nobody likes to watch uh, Harry Potter, uh, Lord of the Rings, any of the three Lord of the Rings movies. Um, I'll I'll say the lines, you know, just because <laughs> how many times I've seen it. I I I put those movies and the Marvel movies on uh, for background noise if I'm doing something cleaning, working on a project or something because I don't I've seen them so many times I don't need to see what scene they're on i just need to hear what they're saying and the pictures in my head uh so yeah i'm (laughs) that's it's uh yeah so normally the normally we would start with story but i have a question for you like did you because i failed i failed us just as a peek behind the curtain everybody i failed and i did not actually pre-write any of my scores so nobody knows them uh, they're all gonna, they're going to be a surprise to everyone as you hear them. But one thing that always confuses me, I, I and I an forgot, I, go ahead. I, I, I kind of have an idea. What I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to write down our collective scores and then I'm just going to send them to Caleb and I'll let him do the math. Yeah. I think that's a good idea because I'm for sure not <laughs> I think, doing the I math. Think that's... <laughs> like, here's your homework, Caleb. <laughs> yeah, you get to insert. He thought you he get was to getting away with doing in. nothing. 
<laughs> yeah, you yeah. to insert yourself in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight times at least. Uh, mm. But what I was going to say is, like, story and writing that always confuses me because I don't know. It's I can't I for I always have to ask him every time I'm on the show like how to separate those two. Do you remember the separation of those or for this um, for our means on yeah, this so, one? Do you want to put them together? So. They're writing when they do like the writing and they're talking about like dialogue, stuff like that. Um, a lot of the script and st- the actual script, not so much the plot and summary of the movies. Um, but they're going over like, uh, you know, inter- um, basically like the interaction of the char- character interaction and stuff like that when they're doing their writing. Uh, so a lot of the dialogues and stuff. So what about story? So story, just the overall story, I guess, then. Yeah, the overall story, um, it, I guess that would be more like, yeah, just basically what you read. Um, All right. Well, then I got to yeah, know. Let's just let's just dig into it. What what was your rating for story? So, for the story, I for the story and see, dang it, I did that. I join them for this episode when they did it so i wanted to see what my original scores were uh, but for the story i actually went with a 94 Oof. um <laughs> do you want me to tell <laughs> you mine or do you want to just uh <laughs> let's hear it let's <laughs> so let's hear it. my in the moment story is 75 because okay I, I will justify this uh because I feel like I've always wondered this about their their format, their old format, is if they should have to like say what their like overall grade is and then justify everything as they go. But I will say my justification for this low story grade and spoiler alert, writing is also going to get a fairly low score too because I'm not this. I was trying to think of a good analogy today for this movie because. Here's what's here's what's real crazy. My personal grade is still really high for this, but this movie is kind of like if you're playing Tetris and you get the square block and you have a corner open for that square block to go in, you're like, "Yes, I can put this piece here and as long as I at least get like another square or uh, maybe like two straight lines, I can put it over there and it's going to be exactly what it needs to be so that when that last straight line piece comes in uh, Avengers Endgame and goes down and evaporates all the lines, then this building block will have been there and uh, it'll be gone, but no one will really notice it. And this movie was like, it was, it was a good movie. But it was nothing, in my opinion, until the end. Like, it had a little bit yeah. towards the middle, or I'm sorry, a little bit towards the beginning, and a lot, a little, a little bit of a lot towards the end. But then the rest was kind of like, because of, because of Mysterio kind of being like, literally doing nothing the whole time and then knowing it, watching it the mm-hmm. second time around, I'm like, oh, nothing is happening right now. Like, this is crazy that I'm watching this. <laughs> <laughs> I I think for me my my justification for my high grade um is that so I don't did you ever see like the Toby Maguire movies the Spider-Man movies 
Yes, I did. And I, by the way, I'm going to bring this around and have a very unpopular opinion about the amazing Spider-Man later. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, I, I what I like what the MCU's done with Spider-Man is that they've um, they kind of speed through a lot of the things that we've already seen, and I feel like um, we get kind of their version of Spider-Man not wanting to be Spider-Man anymore. Um, uh, you know, he just wants to be a regular, a regular kid, um, just kind of like how. Toby Maguire was in in the second Spider-Man with Doc Ock. Uh, you know, he in this one Tom Holland's character wants to, you know, just be a regular kid. Um, but I mean, he not to the lengths of like losing his powers. He does kind of like lose his as they call it the Peter Tingle. Um but like I don't know. I I I like it be- I gave it that high grade because um for me, that's that story, or not that story, but that's his like hurdle that he's trying to overcome, um, trying to live up to expectations. They kind of give it something else that the other movies didn't, which is him trying to live up to in and fill somebody else's shoes that you know he realizes he just has to step in and be his own man kind of thing. Um, so I think that's why I I gave it to that one thing that. Um, I was talking to uh, Donnie over at, at uh, Adulting with Donnie, and he was saying that he feels it's very much like Iron Man 3. So he thinks that the sto- like story-wise it kind of lacks. Uh, but I, th- I didn't see it that way until he, ma- until he pointed that out. Um, but uh, for me, I mean, I think the story is good. I, I, I really enjoy it. Uh, to me, it's just different, it's, you know. No, I listen. You actually just helped bump up my. I, honestly, this is how I think we should have done it. We should have given story and writing grade immediately, and then because I feel like those two kind of like intertwine with each other. But I will just say you have moved right, mine right. up, my writing up uh, to seventy five as well. And I'm going to tell you, it's because like the the thing that made me. What's crazy is the thing that gave me a lower opinion of this movie was. Uh, my wife, Beth, has never seen The Amazing Spider-Man, uh, the, either of the Andrew okay. Garfield movies. So uh, we watched the first one uh, really recently, like within the past like week or two. And one thing that I really did not expect to enjoy about that movie, like I actually like it a lot, that first one, uh, because... They're, they weren't trying to... And by the way, I think this is what the Tobey Maguire Spider-Men had going for them, too. They weren't trying to fit themselves into a larger like tapestry of a story. Like This could only be just yeah. like one singular story that didn't need to like go just anywhere Spider-Man. or do anything or didn't... Huh? What's that? Like, like it's just Spider-Man. You're not trying to... You know, here's yeah. this one speck of sand in this vast picture of you know, all these other superheroes and stuff. No. Yeah. I think it, I I think it really, it it lent a lot to like liking those characters a lot more and getting to know them a lot more than you got to in this one, because there was stuff like the Peter Tingle that never really, it never really got explained until the end that he was having problems with Mm -hmm. it. It was just kind of implied. And that was the thing that I did not enjoy about a lot of this movie is like you could you you as someone who likes the mcu overall i love this movie because i already have the context to it 
And not that this necessarily needed to stand alone, but like you had to have a lot of knowledge going into it. And then you also had to make a lot of logical leaps because they were just like, listen, we're going to give you a little bit of information that you're going to have to really expand upon because we don't have time to do that. So here's that information. Uh, Take it when you can get it and move on and just know that we've explained the thing that you didn't understand from earlier. Because one of the first things I wrote down was what is even... What is the point of Peter having the Spidey sense if he can't tell if anyone's bad or good or anything bad or whatever? Because, like, in the first part of the movie, like, things are happening, and he's not able to tell what's going on at all. But then later, he's like, oh, I've got this tingle. I can tell that, I can tell this, you know, uh, what's this fit? Mysterio is close. And it's like, all right, bro. But then at the very end, uh, that's when May is like, oh, yeah, you said your Peter Tingle wasn't doing what it ought to do. Like, OK, thank you for explaining at the end of the movie what was going on for the whole movie. <laughs> or maybe I just missed it at the yeah. beginning. I don't know. Yeah, no, I I like that, too. I mean, um, I, I for me personally, I like when a movie or, um, you know, when a movie kind of does give that uh uh, you know, that um, further understanding of, like, the character. Uh, one thing that I remember talking about with, with Caleb and Rose on another episode was, um, like, for Into the Spider-Verse, like, always wondering how Spider-Man can control, like, um, sticking to things and, like, you know, not sticking to things. And mm-hmm. I think on there, they're just, like, just, you know, relax, like, just tell yourself to not stick basically kind of, I don't know. And it was like, Oh man, I've never, uh, I never knew that. Like that was just something like, Oh cool. Just gives you a little more understanding of the character. So I, I I do appreciate when a movie can do something like that. Um, good. No, no, no. I I didn't have anything. Sorry. I have to choose something different than, um, so it doesn't say something. (laughs) I think, uh, (laughs) Well, it makes sense. I mean, that I have, you know, sadly, I have not seen Into the Spider Verse yet, but I it is on my agenda to see immediately. Um, but that makes sense, by the way, about Spider because like you look at a spider walking across the ground, like it's not like ugh, ee, ugh, my feet are stuck. Uh, it just right. does what it's got to do. I think my thing more was like uh, the, there was there was at least. There was the Peter Tingle thing that, you know, Aunt May mentioned something at the end about like, oh, you said it was, you said there was something wrong with it. And then the thing too that made me just kind of like roll my eyes is like all of a sudden we were supposed to feel bad for Flash because his mom didn't show up to pick him up when they were, you know, at the airport yeah. or whatever. I'm like, don't, <laughs> don't movie, don't try and shortcut your way into sympathy for this kid. Like this is a freaking, yeah. you were trying to hack and I can see the freaking code. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um one part because it does sound like we're in the writing i think we're in the writing section i'm not sure um i would say yeah, but one i of the think they all liked, merge <laughs> okay yeah yeah um one thing that i liked was uh or one of the one of the parts or um dialogues that i like really much from this movie is the one between pete and and uh and happy when they're in that jet and it was like super heartwarming. Cause it's one of those where like he's, he's getting vulnerable and, you know, he's talking to, to happy and like, you know, I can't live up to, you know, this reputation I'm supposed to live up to. And, and it takes happy, like telling him like, 
dude, you're not going to. Like, nobody's ever going to. You just got to. And, and I just loved it. Like, I'm not going to go into that whole, you know, dialogue there. But it was one of those things where I loved I loved that, that writing. I loved that dialogue um, and that interaction between those two. Um, it, it just, uh, it makes, it makes their, um, or it makes like Peter's, uh, which I guess later on in the character development section, it makes that so much more, um, in my opinion, so much more, uh, uh, I don't know, earned, I guess. Um, because it wasn't just from him, like it was somebody else helping him. And again, I know I've mentioned this so many times, both on my show and on, on the all bros, but like, I love that about Marvel is that they help or they get viewers and fans to connect with these characters in a way that other comic books and, you know, superhero shows and stuff don't is by making them vulnerable, making them human and it's like that was that human moment. There's never I I don't think there's somebody out there that can ever say that like yeah I don't ever need help or need to talk to I mean somebody's always gonna need somebody to talk to or you know and I like that uh, that's and probably that, one of my favorite parts of the whole movie. That was that was for sure I would say maybe the best part of the whole movie. Um, he no one he no one can ever. Uh, say that Marvel does not know how to cast like Marvel. One thing they do uh, impeccably across the board is cast people in these roles. Like even, even the ones that people find controversial, like your captain Marvels or whatever, like it's, they don't miss. So it's, they don't, yeah. well, I say they don't miss, but like, uh, all right. So wait, what was your, cause I feel like we are just like rapidly going to uh character development, but what was your score for writing? <laughs> My writing, I gave a 90. So it was slightly short, smaller or lower than the, than the story. But, um, I kind of, I kind of actually, after like thinking about that scene more, I kind of want to go up. So I'm going to change it. Cause you know what? We're running this show right now. So I'm actually hey. going to change it to a 93. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, so, uh, all right. So, and what did you give? <laughs> what did What are you giving acting? <laughs> the acting, um, the acting. I'm actually going to give a ninety two, um, nine zero. Like, so not ninety two, <laughs> but I'm going to give a ninety. Uh, because that's something that I think that, um, like how you're saying, I feel that dis or Disney well, MCU and Disney do really well at is the casting. Um, even background actors, you know, like Flash, I know he's kind of, he's kind of weird. He's a weird character, but uh, he like, I, I don't know. There's something about that actor. Like it, it still doesn't miss for me. You know, it doesn't feel like, Oh, this is some bad acting. Like, no, I, I, I still feel like the way that he, that he is even Ned and all them, like, they they just fit the vibe that they're trying to hit with this move this kind of movie and this genre um so for me I'm, I'm gonna go with 90 it is slightly lower but um it that number doesn't really reflect how i feel about the casting overall just because i don't i'm not trying to give it to all of mcu it's just this one movie so i'm gonna stick with the 90 
Well, and I I was listening to your the episode that you you and Taz or you and uh, yeah you and Taz did today, and I know that he was not a huge fan of the Flash character, but I also disagree. Like I think mm-hmm. that it doesn't have to just be like the big jock guy. Like the big jock guy was a douche. Yeah, and so is Flash. Yeah. So or the this Flash. Um. So that I think I, I agree. Like I. I I like, don't get me wrong. I like him a lot for the character that he plays, but I just, again, feel like don't, don't cheat me and make me try and feel sympathy for this guy. Like, Oh, mother didn't show up. Yeah. Like, shut <laughs> up. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 She sent her, uh, she sent her personal driver to go pick him up. Like, oh, dude, come on. <laughs> by the way, can I yeah, tell you? No, I, gave, I get you. I give, I gave it a 90 as well. Uh, just because like I think Sweet. that it was I like all of their I like how everyone acted in this movie like they I like how everyone acted in this movie they all acted accordingly uh, no they <laughs> they yeah I mean I, I just have to reiterate what you said like they Marvel just does not miss like when they find someone to be a character whether it's foreground or background like they are going to do that the way that you would want them to do it like just frontwards and backwards like there is uh, it's funny because there is like people are what is it everyone's all up in arms about who the next wolverine might be uh but no one no one even batted an eye after tom holland showed up and was like hey i'm your new spider-man like everyone was unsure uh until he showed up uh you know in civil war hello everyone uh and that was it right we love that guy so and he still does as great a job as he's always done. Being, by the way, forgot how young he was supposed to play. Sixteen, relax, guy. No one's that ripped. Like you, you, vi- <laughs> or uh, sorry, Crash should know that no one is that ripped unless he is wrestling every day forever. <laughs> I'm gonna agree with you on that because uh, I was like, hold on, at sixteen, I was definitely that ripped. Uh, but you're, you added that little, you know, you. <laughs> You hit the soft spot for me, and you know how to get me some. <laughs> yes, yes. Unless you're like wrestling every day, uh, you're not going to be that ripped. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true because he's like a nerd. It's like, I mean, uh, how do you get? That? I mean, granted, he did get. Know. You know, yeah, we, I don't know Toby how you McGuire, get that. Like, <laughs> Tommy McGuire set up that you know you you get bit by a spider and then you can see without glasses and then you got a six pack. So right. I guess that sort of explains it away, but <laughs> <laughs> that is not a normal sixteen. And then you get to. <laughs> Yeah, and then you get to also wrestle, you know, uh, pastime, you know, <laughs> WWE stars and whatnot. So, yeah, dude, exactly. can I just tell you, "bone saw is ready" is a phrase I say on a weekly basis. <laughs> uh, I love Randy Savage for that. Uh, <laughs> so, what did you think of character development? This one, I'm very interested to see what your rating is. So my character development, it it mostly stems from that uh, particular scene that I just that I just mentioned. Um, so, and you know, say what anybody listening, say what you want. Uh, I'm I, I am fully aware that I'm not being unbiased in these in these groups. Spider-Man is my all-time favorite superhero. He has been for as long as I can remember. Um, but I judged it on 
on that one particular scene um again how vulnerable how much you can connect to some to the character i mean i can think of times in my life where i've definitely felt the same like i've got to fill these shoes i've got you know and you know eventually talking to people that make you realize like don't be that person do you like you do you be you know be unique be indispensable i'm thinking like maybe in terms of a career or anything like that um i went with a 90 uh, again because i think it was just a total turnaround on on what he was going from like i don't know if i want to be spider-man anymore i don't know if i can do this to going to or to you know and then going to like you know what i'm doing this like i'm i'm an avenger kind of thing like so I, I went with a ninety. <laughs> Again, I'm fully aware I'm not I'm not sounding very unbiased, but uh Listen, you do not have to apologize for anything. Like I have made some of the wildest grades on this show imaginable, I think. So there is absolutely no need to justify yourself. You do whatever you want to do, Vic. <laughs> or sorry, crash. Um Yeah, we're and we're running this. <laughs> we're running this show. You're right. <laughs> so I will tell you, you helped me push my grade up because my problem with it was that that was a great, I gave it an 80. Uh, my problem is that like, I think that was, I think that from that moment going forward, like you got to see like a slightly more than gradual raise in, in character development uh, from Peter. Mm -hmm. But up until that point, nothing he didn't there was no development almost at all like he was the guy that he was at the beginning of the movie almost up until maybe a few moments before that moment but like it was again like it was like static all the way through the movie and i'm not I, i'm saying this like it's all yeah. negative but i don't find it negative like it was just was it just was, you know, again, if you look at it as a 16-year-old and not a 22-year-old, which is what he looks like, then it makes more sense that he would be so, like, defiantly wanting to be who he was that whole time through it, just trying to be, like, you know, the normal kid, like you were saying. Um, but it, it seemed like there was, like, instead of character development, it seemed more like a character switch. Like he just like flipped a switch or a switch was flipped. And then they were like, all right, I'm not going to be a little kid anymore. I'm flipping the switch from child to man. And, uh, I'm going to put this here and taser webs and I'm going to be able to fly. And now it's going to make this 3d printed, you know, Spider-Man suit, uh, <laughs> which I enjoyed, but I'm like, it's uh, like, and again, like that part with him and happy, like, happy i think i read a like a little piece of trivia that like uh in fact if i can find it i'm gonna i'm gonna read it again because um happy is i think not only one of my favorite parts of that movie i think he's one of my favorite parts of the mcu as a whole like he he's this weird he's this weird other through line that um honestly he kind of I, people are super going to disagree with this, uh, but he is kind of like becoming the through line that Stan Lee was now that Stan Lee is gone. You know what I mean? Like he's that rather than just be like a character in the background, he's like that weird bonding agent that kind of like uh, brings everybody together in like a, a fun way, I guess. Let's see if I can find it. Yeah. And, and you know what? John Favreau, like he's, he's become one of my favorite, like, um, I, I'm not one like 
how do I say this? I, I'm not one that like watches a movie because, oh, I like this director. I like, you know, I follow directors or anything. But he is one that like, like a producer and director that if I find that he's, you know, produced or directed a movie, I will actually watch it because, um, I mean, yes. hell, he basically started this whole thing with Iron Man, you know, uh, definitely took a huge, huge leap with, you know, casting like Robert Downey Jr. for that. Um, I don't know if you've seen the movie Chef. Uh, I have. I saw it on a plane wrote. and it was amazing. I, I couldn't believe that movie was better than I deserved to watch. <laughs> yeah. Now, I the first time I watched it, I was on a full stomach and I was still like, dude, I would eat that. <laughs> I would eat that food, for sure. All of it. Um, it's a movie. I don't know if you I don't know how long you've been listening to our show, but on our hundredth episode, um, Taz and I, we did our top ten movies and that actually made my top three movies. <laughs> like that is one of my favorite movies ever. Um, but John Favreau, like his acting even is just like, in my opinion, phenomenal in that scene too. like, you know. I don't know. It's like, he's like that. uh, I feel like he's kind of the new uncle Ben. And I hate saying that now because I hope they don't kill him off. (laughs) But I feel like he's kind of like that uncle Ben kind of thing. Like, you know, I think him telling him or telling Peter, like, yeah, don't be, don't be Tony. Don't be Tony. Just be you. Uh, I feel like that's their uh, great power with great power becomes great responsibility like sequence and then i hope that oh jesus i i don't want to jinx it but (laughs) still like he's yeah well the the trivia that i read was that uh tom holland just said he loved happy hogan and then he considered him one of the godfathers of the entire universe of like the marvel universe um and can i tell Uh, you can i just tell you too because that saying stanley reminded me the Amazing Spider-Man starring Andrew Garfield has the best. I'm sorry. It's a, oh, well, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I know you're a Marvel uh, MCU aficionado. It has the best Stan Lee cameo, I think, maybe ever. Because they're right in the middle of that fight, and he's just in the library, doo-doo-doo, with in his headphones on. No, yeah. Dude, that was an no, amazing... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's only one that tops it, though. Please. There's only one, and actually, it's it's Deadpool, Stan Lee. Uh, he's in the strip club. He's the one that is announcing the girls. <laughs> that's true. Okay, then and you got me. <laughs> I, I think that's I think that's the only one that that tops it for me personally. Anyways, you know, I just nothing better than uh, and now on the stage, chastity. You know, it's just like awesome to hear. Uh, you know. <laughs> Uh, oh, I, we miss you, Stan. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, that was crazy because it wasn't until the end of that movie that I realized that that was because uh, they had the you know Rip Stanley and whoever it was. I was like, oh, and I read it too. Like this was the first movie that did not have a Stanley cameo, which was very sad mm-hmm. to realize as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Right. Let's see. What are so we? So you on went now? with an eighty, you said, right? On that I one? did. We're on the effects effects okay so i'm gonna ask you first what you thought of effects because i have like varying varying opinions on this okay um for me the effects i i went with the 95 um only reason well not the only reason but i i loved i loved and i I can't stress that enough i loved the sequences with where Mysterio is like 
you know, doing all the illusions and stuff, that shit just like freaking blew my mind when I was seeing that for the first time. Um, you know, I remember watching like the old spider, the nineties Spider-Man cartoon, um, you know, him fighting Mysterio and stuff. And like the way that, the way that they brought it to life on the big screen, uh, in real life, just fucking blew my mind. So, so that was one that, uh, like, geez, I, I, I just loved it. I loved it. I mean, um, there, there was so much to like, you know, even, uh, Spidey fighting the drones and stuff like going through, um, you know, when he's, when he's in like that big old haze or whatever, like that, that was, that was really awesome to see him like just, you know, thwipping through and everything like, uh, yeah. And yes, I said thwip. That is the coin sound for, uh, Spidey's web slinging is thwip. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I, so I gave it a 90 and it's funny though, because I gave it a 90 because I remember like when I first, it's always hard to like do these shows because like, I don't know whether you should like, cause sometimes like when you got you or when the all bros are doing like older movies, like I'm like, mm-hmm. ah, should you be judging it by like the first time you saw it? Should you be judging it by the context of when it came out? Stuff like that. Like yeah. the first time I saw this movie, like I didn't know anything about it. Cause like, like most Marvel movies, I try and go in knowing as little as possible. So when, mm-hmm. you know, Mysterio shows up to fight what seems to be Sandman, I was like, pulling my face off i'm like i cannot believe this is happening like this is amazing uh i couldn't believe any of it was happening it was so it was so good it was so it was just bananas and but watching it's funny because watching it through the second time though like knowing that it all was fake immediately i don't know if it's because my brain knew that the twist was going to be that none of it was real or what but it did seem like a little like Okay, so this is what I, I meant to say about... I'm going to tie this in with acting a little bit, too. Jake Gyllenhaal, okay. this, the first time I watched this movie, uh, he did amazing. Like, I really thought he was from another dimension. I really thought he came there to... Like, they got me hook, line, and sinker. Like, in that bar in that bar scene, when they pulled down the hologram, I was, like, almost in tears. I was like, no, this can't be. He was supposed to be a good guy. <laughs> this time around, though, like, he seemed so much cheesier. Like, he seemed like... Someone who was just, he seemed more like someone pretending to be a superhero and the, the, you know, the quote unquote villains, the elementals, they seemed very real, obviously, but like compared to what we've seen in the other movies, they looked like cheesier, but not, this isn't, this is weird because this is effects, but it's not necessarily effects of the movie. It's effects in the movie. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, no, it totally like does. He, I, he knew what he knew I, I what feel like, uh, monsters and stuff looked like that, that he was supposed to be fighting, but like since it wasn't an actual thing, it was just kind of like it looked more like a video game villain. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think I think I understand what you're saying. You're thinking because like you know that these are supposed to be illusions and and whatnot, like that he's created. Your brain is on the second time watching is like, Oh, that doesn't look so real. Like how could somebody think that's real kind of thing? Is that what you're saying? Like you're it's not as, I mean, listen, if you're seeing something, push a Ferris wheel over, you're like, uh, hold on a second. But like, 
I don't know. Just I think knowing the twist and just know like even though like things like the Chitari and stuff like were kind of a little bit faceless, like that was the thing about all of like the, you know, the villains in the MCU up to that point, they were like, they seemed real. You know what I mean? Like they seemed like they they would talk to you about something if they had to, where these elementals like seemed way so far out of left field for what an MCU movie was normally doing that it was like, like the first time mm-hmm. I watched it, it was just so off balance that I was just like, "Huh? Who cares? This is a Spider-Man movie. It's Mysterio. This is crazy. He's a good guy. What's this all about?" Uh, other than watching yeah. it again, like knowing everything, you're like, "All right, now that I have a beat, uh, you know." By the way, it also made sense why uh, what's his face um, Nick Fury did not cotton to any of this until uh, you know it was revealed that he was in fact not Nick Fury. <laughs> right <laughs> so yeah i don't know it was I, I don't know where i was going with all that i thought the effects were good um but it was just i, I don't know i don't know if i'm ever going to explain it super correctly but it's uh, I, I liked it this was a good movie <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah no i i agree um let's see yeah, the effects. I I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed the effects. Honestly, like I mean, it's a, you know, these are superhero movies, so it's like you kind of have to expect some pretty like far out, you know, stuff and I you know, it's kind of hard to make something like that, you know, not seem so, I don't know, real, well, but I mean, even like seeing uh you know the the water elemental who like you you know seeing that on the trailers and stuff i was thinking like oh cool we're gonna get you know we're gonna get uh you know a different villain and stuff and i just you know it just looked pretty good uh considering like i'm thinking of yes i've wasted my life or a part of my life watching uh avatar the last airbender movie and seeing how they did their water bending, like they should take some notes from this and they can get some fucking good, you know, ideas, I'm sure, on how to make water bending at least look pretty cool and realistic. Um, you know, so I, I, I mean, I really liked how it turned out. Personally. I would, so I would say it looked very real, but off. And then once you had like that scene from him with him, with Spider-Man going into mm-hmm. the little, you know, cyclone of, of drones and jumping around and tying them all together and stuff. Uh, weirdly enough that like in my mind looked more real. Like I know none of it was real, but like you're like, oh, okay, now I'm actually seeing what's actually happening. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it, it seems off, but it's so big and giant. And like, you know, it looks like it's crushing the city that like, why would you be a person looking at that and go, you know what? <laughs> this looks a little off. Uh, but you know, just watching a movie, you're like, you're already suspending disbelief. So I'm not saying like, yeah. uh, it didn't look like a real water monster. I'm not saying that at all. Yeah. Uh, so my, my belief has been suspended. Um, but yeah, it was something about like seeing once he finally was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to do because 
you look at like those nightmare sequences with him, like those mm-hmm. looked way more real, I think, than any of those elementals did. Like it was it was actually crazy how much more real those yeah. looked. Because uh, that looked like a genuine, like uh, Batman and Scarecrow uh, nightmare scene. <laughs> that did, yeah. No, that's that's true. No, I agree. I agree. By the way, <laughs> can I just tell you that that alone? You know what? I'm bumping my grade up to 95 just for those uh, nightmare scenes. I can't believe I almost forgot about it because th- those were those were so well done. And like at the the very last one, when he's going down the hallway and he has to like you know use the force to uh, do do what he's got to do, um, <laughs> like that was that was the best way I feel like they could have like on film represented his spidey sense. Um, like that was the best way to show it of like, you know what this hallway is, but you know what he's actually seeing. And he's got to use those his Peter Tingle to be able to get through there and get to Mysterio. So I yeah. liked it a lot. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's see. Uh, we got music next and that's out of 10. I gave, so let's see. You gave it a 10. Go ahead. You go first. I was gonna say, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm saying like, I'm saying it's out of 10. So uh, you go first though. You go ahead. I gave it a nine only because it uh, it did everything that MCU music should do. And the only time that I noticed it was when uh, he was on the plane with Happy. And you, you, know, you see the thing open up and you hear the like Avengers theme start to play a little bit. And uh, you, mm-hmm. get the, you get your own Peter Tingle. And you're like, oh, here it comes. We're about to do the thing. Uh, and that was it. Like it's, you know, it's always it, the Marvel movies, I think started off with kind of like weaker music and kind of, uh, they kind mm-hmm. of forced themselves into the zeitgeist cause they were not, it didn't really have memorable music to start with. And then they kind of were like, no, no. this music's memorable and we will make you know that it's memorable by forcing it down your throat. <laughs> well, well, one thing, and just to kind of, this kind of goes into like ongoing, um, you know, MCU projects and stuff. But one thing that MCU has been doing that I've noticed is they've been giving a lot of their characters themed music. Yes. Per se. So like at the beginning, like you said, they didn't, um, music wasn't like any, the the scores anyways, they weren't anything to like write home about. I mean, you had the, you know, iconic, um, Avengers theme song and everything, but, as you go in, like, you know, later on in the films, especially like the team up films, you know, um, you know, when you're about to see Cap because you're starting to hear hints of his music in mm-hmm. there. Uh, same thing in the shows and stuff, too. You know, every time they would, you know, like in uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, you kind of starting to get, um, you know, these these themes to these characters, which I really I really like. And and just like you said, it's, it it does exactly that. I think it's starting to set up like that theme for for peter um and and it does keep you in that that vibe so i did go with a nine like yourself um uh yeah i think it's yeah, a good it, uh... <laughs> it's, the music was yeah yeah i mean it, it was good it was uh, it was as good as it possibly could be i think without absolutely. giving it a 10 so it absolutely. was not as good as it possibly could be it was almost <laughs> true uh, though playing ACDC there, uh, that makes me want to go up, but I'm not going to. 
<laughs> I'm just going to leave it. I love ACDC. Again, that's uh, a little so. bit of a cheat code. You're cheating a little bit, okay? Like, hey, relax. We get yeah, what's happening exactly. here. You don't have to show us some Iron Man stuff. Uh, <laughs> right, right. Uh, all right, so what do we got left? Costumes? Is that right? Uh, we got costumes. Yes, sir. Costumes, and then personal grade is going to be after that. Um, uh, I'll give mine at first if you like, because mine's going to be good. Go for it. Go for it. Uh, mine is 10 dude marvel at this point they're 10 out of 10 forever like their costumes are Mm -hmm. where it's at like so good so good that part of the trivia that i read for this movie was that jake gyllenhaal did not there was a lot of scenes where he did not have to wear that suit but he said that he just genuinely liked wearing it and just wanted to be in that suit uh so it's i mean and his suit looked awesome like it looked amazing yeah <laughs> one thing i loved about one or one thing i do love about um mcu is that they managed to make these costumes look so like uh, like when they get close to when they do like their comic accurate costumes they look pretty cool and they do it in a way that like they tweak them in a way i should say that you know, it, it looks realistic, and I like his. I like that they kept the little like the little eyeballs that he kind of has. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that's like iconic for him in comics and cartoons and stuff. Um, Spidey's. I loved his suit that he made. Like it was yes. more like black and red because mm-hmm. that's that's what it actually is in the comics. I know it looks blue, but that's like that comic black where they use like hints of blue to like, you know, it it just looked freaking awesome uh i'm with you there on a 10 for the costumes it's their their costumes are just they they can't go wrong with any with any of the stuff that they do you know i i uh i'm pretty sure i gasp every time uh that i see them you know from wandavision black widow all those all those movies and shows um you know this was just another example of how good of a job they do with all this all this stuff so Absolutely. Absolutely. I cannot agree more. Uh, If you don't agree with us, watch Loki. And if you think that a classic Loki suit cannot look good, you are proven wrong in that show. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, All right. So here we go with personal grades. All right. You go first this time because I think I'm going to surprise you. All right. <laughs> um, for my personal grade, I I am going with a ninety-eight on this one. Um, huge portion of that is because again, it's Spidey, but a lot of it too does go to the um the story of it all. I love the um I love the the uh connectability basically that i can feel with that again uh something that marvel has been doing for years years um you know making their characters more more uh i feel like you can connect to them more um i felt that in this movie uh costumes like we were just talking about right now fucking killed it um this is a movie that i enjoy so much and it, I don't know. It, it's just, it's just one where I I enjoyed watching Peter, um, kind of step into that that superhero role, 
uh, that that he does at the end after talking to Happy and everything. So that's this is uh, this is a ninety eight for me. I don't I rarely give even on my own show. I we go out of ten for all of our categories. I don't think I I think I've rarely given a ten for anything. Um, but this is as close as I can get to a hundred uh, without you know <laughs> with without being you know just too uh, too much of a fanboy. <laughs> All right, maybe I have to change mine a little bit, because uh, I did just go. But I'm gonna. All right, I'm gonna set up why I gave it this, and then I'm gonna tell you what I gave it. If I was grading this as just a movie by itself, then it probably wouldn't have gotten this grade. Uh, as a sequel, even as a sequel, it's kind of like I don't know. Like it's, I would be like, all right, I see what you're doing, but what's gonna what's gonna happen in the third one? Um, but when you look at what this movie really is which is a giant or it's a piece of a of a giant puzzle that is like slowly been put together before our eyes like you cannot you cannot help but like be excited from beginning to end watching this movie because no matter what happens like you know that this is going to be leading to the next crazy thing and then crazy things will be happening in this movie as well I gave this movie a 100 uh, for my personal grade because, like, it is, it is so cool. Like, never in my wildest dreams as a child did I ever think that I would get to see anything like this. Like, when when the movie Civil War came out, I, because uh, I was not big in any of the comics. Like, I am Johnny Come Lately on all of this. Um, so I read the comics, uh, or I read the comic for Civil War before I knew what the movie was going to be. And I was like, uh, they're not going to be able to do any of this. Like, how are they going to make this a story? Uh, and they, the way that that just by the way, from what they took from that book and then made it into that movie and fit it into the, the cinematic universe as it stood, like, I don't see how you can't like, it is as close to comic books coming to life as possible. Like I, I don't know that I would rate every single MCU movie a hundred, but like, I also am a huge sucker for Spider-Man. Like you can't, you're never going to convince me that there's a bad Spider-Man movie. Like you can tell me there's bad aspects to it. Even Spider-Man three. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, I love that movie too. So it's, yeah, it's a hundred for me, and uh, I don't, I don't feel any shame for that. Even after what I said about the writing and the story. <laughs> hey, don't, don't feel any shame. Actually, I feel shame for not giving it a hundred, <laughs> for giving it anything less, because uh, everything that you said, I one hundred percent agree on. Um, I love all the Spider-Man movies. You know, they're they're great. I don't care what anyone says either. You know, I well, enjoy and- them. I I enjoy others other ones more than than or some more than others but still they're great movies they're entertaining and listen this is you could look at this and be like well this is just a stepping stone movie to the next thing but like the next step that they take after this like we've already seen a little bit of that with uh with Loki and like now with uh No Way Home coming out soon and whatever is going to be happening uh next year with Multiverse of Madness and then whatever happens with WandaVision mm-hmm. and all that like this this movie like people forget like people talk about Loki being the thing that is like oh this is going to be the you know the next crazy step cuz now the multiverse is here like 
this was the movie that was like, hey, this is crazy because this dude, people aren't supposed to know who Peter Parker is. Uh, they're just not. Mm-hmm. So much so that he's going to go ask Doctor Strange to make people forget. So it's, uh, awesome. dude, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait at all. <laughs> oh, man. Like, December cannot come soon enough. Like, no. I, <laughs> I fully intend on, on watching that movie. Like, I... I just might take the day off to watch that movie. Um, <laughs> I think you should. I'm like, not opposed to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, you know. I mean, unless I unless I spring and um, you know get me one of those uh, VR headsets and we get on board with uh, with that whole VR you know watching experience that Caleb's trying to get going. Um, I dude, I'm I, I'm probably gonna end up taking the day off just to watch that movie. <laughs> Uh yeah, that's gonna be. Do you do we know is that gonna they they aren't doing any more Disney Plus premiere things, are they? I, as far as I know, they probably aren't because I think, I think Disney's got their all their legal teams and stuff like writing some shit up so that way they don't have to go through the mess that they went with, um, or the mess that they created with uh, ScarJo. Yes, that they created um, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, that's yeah, and I wanted to make sure that I phrased it that way, um, but you know, it, yeah, I don't know, yeah, because Shang Chi that you know got an exclusive, you know, theater release, um, so I I'd imagine that they've they're just trying to avoid that, like, in any way that they can, so yeah. Well, but I don't, either yeah, way, I don't like, know if they listen, are. far or no way home. Listen, that's a movie you should not watch at your house first please go watch it in the theater no. if you're able to <laughs> yeah my my rule of thumb is like there's there's certain movies like there are some movies that have come out that i've watched at home uh instead of on theaters uh but like uh my girlfriend What's and your... i we watched godzilla versus kong at home first and then as we were watching it in the middle of it we were like we've got to go watch this in theaters so we like I I took her out to the movies and stuff. I was like, we're gonna go watch this, and we watched. That's how it I felt about Black Widow, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was like, there's there's, there's some the movies theaters. that you just need to watch on a big screen. The explosions, the roars, everything. Like you just you need those. What was? Do you have like a movie that got away? Like the movie you wit? Like you had a chance to see on the big screen and you didn't? Because I've got one yeah. that uh, plagues me to this day. I, I do. Um, Bohemian Rhapsody. Really? What about that, that one, movie? Um, uh, you know, it's it's the music, like the music, uh, the performing, and all, like the performances and stuff that he does at the end. Like, uh, that's one that I'm like, fuck, I should have seen that one in theaters. Like, you know, you you have a movie that's about a performer, and you need big sound. And it's something that, like, I don't yeah. think I got on my first, the first time I watched it, watch it on my TV. Like, yeah, we have a speaker and stuff, but it's like, that's not a big enough sound, you know, for that. And it's, ah, man. My, uh, the movie that I'm telling you, it plagues me to this very day. If we get, if we do this VR thing, the first movie I want to watch is Mad Max Fury Road. Cause that movie, mm-hmm. I couldn't, when I watched it finally, I was like, I have cheated myself. I should have seen this on a screen uh, as big as a football field. 
Yeah, the, the, those are uh, those are definitely movies that you know you're kind of like oh, I'll just watch I'll watch it when it comes out or something or I've got time and it's yeah, yeah. you never do <laughs> no uh, no well fella I think we did it unless the, what, is there something else that we, we need to do here at the end other than just flip uh, everybody the I mean, double birds I think and... we should have. <laughs> No, I think <laughs> no, I think we should definitely uh, at least get our plugins going right here, you know, for our uh, for where people could catch us at least. I'm sure, you know, Caleb and Rose would have given us that uh, same courtesy. Well, so, go for uh, it. I, say, I think we could do that <laughs> for ourselves. So, I I am I do have both of our individual scores, and I'm sending them to Caleb right now. And I wrote down that these are individual scores because we refuse to do math. And boom, send. <laughs> so he's got those now. Um, so Caleb, a.k.a. the watcher uh, in this episode, will probably insert himself with the final scores. <laughs> and our final scores are... The original All Bros score for Spider-Man Far From Home came to an 89.35, which was a B plus. Crash and DJ gave the movie a 90.93 in total, which came comes to an A-. minus. Combining all of the scores together and doing that magic math brought Spider-Man Far From Home to an 89.20%, which is back down to a B+. And that's what they were. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Uh, if it's lower than what it was originally, I'm going to flip my desk over and I'm going to demand a recount. <laughs> you know what? I purposely did not go and look at what the what the uh, original ones were because I didn't want to be, I didn't want to know, you know? I just wanted to go in and be yeah. like, I'm going to yeah. watch this movie again and see what happens. And yeah. Yeah. I think good overall though. <laughs> yeah. All right, so where could they catch you at, at DJ? Uh, you can find me and my wife, Beth, on The Untrained Eye. It is a podcast that you would love to listen to on wherever you're listening to podcasts now. Uh, and if you want to find us on the internet, anywhere, it's at Untrained iPod, E-Y-E-P-O-D, on any medium that you can think of. Uh, thank you. <laughs> 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 and then uh you can catch me on crash and tez movie seller um we much like caleb and rose we uh pick a new movie each week we rate it uh on some categories that we think make up a good movie uh, at the end of that lands on our seller scale with a seller rating um we're a much vulgar much more vulgar uh like i said rendition of, of this show uh but still love the all bros i listen to all their episodes um uh, you know, I, I love getting opinions from them. So, uh, on movies that we do, you guys can catch us though on, uh, Instagram. It's crash and Taz movie seller. It's crash the letter N Taz movie seller with underscores in between each word. So again, it's crash and Taz movie seller. Uh, also on like TikTok where crash Taz one, I do little previews and, uh, reminders of episodes that are, that are up and coming. And then, um, you can also listen to us on Spotify, Stitcher, Breaker, Amazon Music, and other platforms that you guys listen to your uh, podcasts on. So yeah, uh, I think we I think we've done it though. So I think this is where we will 
leave it up to Caleb to take over and give everybody their final scores, the final score, and and then uh, uh, you know he can close it all off. So. <laughs> no, you know we get to do our own thing. Do you do any good impressions of any cartoon characters or any oh. impressions of anything? I only have Damn. one. I can do it. My precious, the Hobbits. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Damn, I, that's that's probably one I would have gone for. Um, <laughs> let me let me try for. You know we're doing we're doing a mouse video, so uh, I guess that's that's long enough, y'all. Bye. <laughs> bye bye, Mickey. <laughs> so long, Mick. <laughs> bye, Goof. <laughs> uh, That's the old uh, huh? <laughs> See ya. <laughs>